When it's time to seed grass, fertilize turf, or add a pop of color to your yard, Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered with unbeatable deals on lawn and garden essentials. Find value on everything you need in-store or online at farmandfleet.com. The Zone. Here we use a lot of F-words. Food, fiber, and farming. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Yes, those are the ones we can say on air. I'm Stephanie Hawk here for the Midwest Farm Report. Pam Yankee will be joining us today with attorney Jordan Lamb. She's got news for us on the new state Supreme Court ruling on high-capacity wells. Boy, last night I was shaking my fist at the thunder for keeping me awake. We got reports from Sauk County fairgoers that they had to run for cover. Fairgoers reported power outages and trees blocking the streets. Last night we also got rainfall reports from Ladysmith three-tenths of an inch there, and just southwest of Cambria, they got a half inch. Share your rainfall reports on our talk text line at 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. And stick around for weather details and our forecast from Stu Muck, our egg meteorologist, coming up. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select Case IH equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. The new state officer team is in place, and I think we could probably call it kind of like the king in his court because uh, Ben Steyer from the Menominee FFA is the only male on this officer team. Bob Bosol at the northern end of the world's longest barn. And Aaron, you served on the state FFA officer team, and uh, it's, a, it's a different look this year than I guess we've ever had before. Yes, I did, Bob. And uh, Aaron Zimmerman here at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And being a state officer is quite the experience. You know, I talked to Ben right after the last session at the Wisconsin FFA convention, and we talked about why he wanted to continue serving and do another year now as state FFA president and some of his goals and things that he wants to do this year. You know, last year at last two years has been really kind of some interesting years compared to when I was a state officer or, you know, many other people were state officers he wants to be able to incorporate some of the things that they've learned you you doing things virtually or doing things this is the midwest farm report with pam youngke every customer that drives into our shop is a preferred customer tom and tom of tom's auto center when you need service we automatically hand you a preferred customer card It's good for specials and discounts, like a free oil change. And a courtesy inspection. Tom'sAutoCenter.com Tom's Auto Center. You're the getter, fix, getter, done. To get you going, guys. Off 
Highway 51 in McFarland, a stone's throw from McDonald's. Well, the storm adjusting more than just the weather overnight. How are you doing, everybody? Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee. Glad to be along with you. So we'll bump up our conversation with Jordan Lamb from DeWitt Law Firm in Madison. Uh, recently, the Supreme Court in Wisconsin reversed a high-cap well ruling that had really guided a lot of our producers in the central sands area as far as irrigation use on growing vegetables and crops and also a lot of our dairy operations. I asked Jordan to explain just exactly what this Supreme Court ruling means and how farmers should prepare. So in 2011, the Wisconsin Supreme Court issued a decision that everyone refers to as the Lake Beulah decision. And that fundamentally stated that DNR had pretty broad authority to review applications for a high-capacity well. A high-capacity well in Wisconsin is a well that has the capacity to pump more than 100,000 gallons a day. One well or all wells on a property. That's the definition. Those are the wells we're talking about here. So from that decision to this last decision last week in the Clean Wisconsin case, we've kind of bounced around between does the department have this broad authority, it was pulled back by an, an opinion issued by Attorney General Brad Schimmel in 2016. And then later in 2019, eight high-capacity well owners applied for and were granted approval under that interpretation of the DNR's authority. And that's what was the impetus for this lawsuit. Clean Wisconsin challenged the DNR granting those approvals, and it worked its way up back through the court system. And we have this new decision issued July 8, 2021, basically reaffirming the court's position in that 2011 Lake Beulah decision, which says the DNR has pretty broad authority to review and impose restrictions on um, permits for high-capacity wells in Wisconsin. Now, before anybody grabs their chest and goes to the floor, let's remind people, though, what the decision does not address, and that would be those existing high-cap wells. Right. So, and this is my opinion, the decision itself didn't talk about existing wells, but my understanding of Wisconsin law is this. We have a trigger for DNR to review wells, and that trigger is applying for a new well on your property. If you have a well that's approved on your property, we have a different statute in Wisconsin that says there is no additional approval required for you to repair, replace, reconstruct or transfer ownership of your existing approved high-capacity well. Now, you have to operate that well in accordance with the terms of your approval, or DNR can rescind or modify your approval, but if you're following your approval, there's no trigger for the DNR to come in and review it unless you apply for a new well. So this decision absolutely applies to all new high-capacity well applications. It could apply to existing high-capacity wells if you apply for a new well on your property as well. But you'd have to have that trigger, that application for a new well, to um, have the DNR look at granting an approval or denying it or suggesting modifications to existing approvals. Jordan Lamb along with us from DeWitt Law Firm. Now, people will say, okay, well, that's those farmers that I see on I-39, or that's that large dairy. But in reality, doesn't this also impact some municipalities? Uh, I know that, you know, when you get some of those mega box stores, they have to, for fire reasons, have some pretty big access to water. What about them? Well, I think fire protection wells are actually covered under a different Mm -hmm. um, authority because they're not 
used mm-hmm. in the same way. They're there in case there's a fire. Um, but, you you know, I'm not an expert in the fire protection sure, area. Yeah. But high-capacity wells definition, what I started with at the beginning of this, doesn't mean just a single well with the capacity to pump more than 100,000 gallons per day, but all wells on the property. So what you can end up with is a property that has several smaller wells that together make it a high-capacity well, and then it is regulated, like uh, a single well with that capacity. Sure, sure. So what about, you mentioned earlier, the the wells that upon the reversal of the Lake Beulah decision and uh, the clean Wisconsin decision moving forward, they had received their high cap approvals. It's been almost 10 years since this subject was brought up, Jordan. Any knowledge or any idea if those eight high caps that had received approval went forward, what are they going to have to face now in light of this decision? So those those well approvals will grant, were granted, I believe, in 2019. And you're right, some of those um, applicants relied on their approval and proceeded and drilled the well. Some of them didn't. As soon as the uh, litigation was filed, they thought, well, I, I'm not sure where this is going. I'm afraid to rely on this for business reasons. Regardless of whether they drilled the well or didn't, all eight of those approvals have been sent back to the DNR for review in accordance with the provisions of this decision. So they go back, and they're going to be reviewed under this new also old, um, interpretation of DNR's authority to apply limitations to high-capacity well approvals in Wisconsin. You know, I try I try very hard in this job to put a little bit of a positive spin on some of these things, Jordan. One item you mentioned is that in the 10 years since we've been back in courts, the state of Wisconsin, namely our elected officials at the Capitol, have taken measures to try to I guess we'd say give guidance on issues like this, correct? Yes. So, and one of those is the repair, replace, reconstruct, transfer of ownership. That legislative action was specifically aimed to provide certainty to people who have an approval and the things you can do under that approval without triggering additional review by DNR. So that's one thing. The other action that the legislature took in 2011, Wisconsin Act of 21, which was aimed at restricting an administrative agency's powers to um, only those that are explicitly granted under statutes, that was what was at issue in this case. The argument was that that legislative action restricted DNR's ability to review and place limitations on high-capacity wells. The Supreme Court rejected that. So that legislative action was specifically reviewed by the court in this case, in this clean Wisconsin case, and said, you know, uh, we see that, and we do not believe it has any bearing on our original decision in Lake Beulah. We go back to our Lake Beulah reasoning. The DNR has broad power to review and condition high-capacity well approvals in Wisconsin. So, yes, there it's sort of hit or miss. The legislature did take uh, several actions in between Lake Beulah and this decision, and some of them were specifically addressed and some of them were not. But it's, we're going to see more, I think. We're waiting to see how DNR responds to this decision. DNR has posted their review process for new well applications on their website. The website that is up right now is based on Attorney General Josh Call's opinion issued in May of 2020. 
It remains to be seen whether or not the department makes changes to that based on this decision. You know, I can't help but think of the money that has, that these farmers, these agribusinesses have invested in this technology to run their business and now in potential legal fees. I mean, did anybody offer up what the cost of these high-capacity wells is to begin with? And then you factor in, as you said, the review process, the potential for fines or revisions. Anybody ever given any numbers to this? Um, we haven't talked about that that aspect of it, no. I think what's important for Wisconsin farmers is um, that they continue to remind people that for farmers in Wisconsin, environmental stewardship is part of farming. I think that my concern with these kind of decisions is they somehow pit our farmers against environmental groups and suggest that farmers are not environmentalists. And in my experience, that could not be further from the truth. No one wants to have con- continual access to water and land and a healthy environment in Wisconsin more than the people who are growing the food to feed Wisconsin and the country. Um, and so I think, I think that kind of rhetoric and watching our farmers continue to work with the DNR and the legislature to ensure that we can do both things, grow food and maintain our land base and our healthy access to water in Wisconsin at the same time. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. Very well put. Jordan Lamb along with us again. Supreme Court uh, reversing basically previous decisions. Uh, Now those high-capacity wells coming under the broad-reaching authority of Wisconsin DNR. And like she said, a story that we will continue to follow and uh, watch develop. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Tom Spitz and David Fink of Settlers Bank. Managing your business operations is complicated. Our accessible and talented treasury management team offers high-tech solutions that simplify. We make it easy to maximize operational efficiency, optimize cash flow, and reduce risk. Together, we'll achieve quantifiable results and transform your business. Settlers Bank, timely decisions, people you know. Member FDIC, equal opportunity lender. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You could go to Chicago to hear about the Board of Trade, but isn't it easier to listen to Pam Yonke? This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 
Stephanie Hoff here in for Pam Yankee. We're talking with Stu Muck today, egg meteorologist for us. Stu, how about that rain last night? Rainfall amounts and, in fact, still a flash flood warning for Calumet and Manitowoc County in between Lake Winnebago and the uh, Lake Michigan shoreline. They're under a flash flood warning. I look at Mount Calvary in northern Fond du Lac County, four and forty-five hundredths of an inch over at Banner on the eastern side of Fond du Lac County, three and forty-four one hundredths, two point three seven at the Fond du Lac Airport. But then nobody else really got cheated either. Lacrosse two point one one, Boston one point four three. I've got Madison at seventy-six hundredths of an inch. Just a lot of rain everywhere. The front that brought the rain. Dropping away from southeast Wisconsin today, some sprinkly showers, Madison to Beaver Dam, even heading up toward the Fond du Lac area yet this morning. That activity will be ending cooler and happily enough now, a little bit drier as we make our way toward the weekend. Sounds a lot nicer looking on toward Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with some dry conditions in store. I'll check forecast details right after this. Farmers understand return on investment. They understand the power and the value of the sun. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. It's a business decision. Everything that farmers do and don't do on their land and with their property is money. (laughs) So one of the things that I heard one farmer say, it's a crop that I am yielding. (laughs) Uh, Instead of harvesting corn on this little section, he's harvesting sunlight to make electricity. You should reach out to us, and we will come out there for a very specialized, specific quote for you to look at your farm. We can put solar anywhere. We can put it on a barn. We can put it on the ground. We can put it on a hill. (laughs) So we can put it anywhere that makes sense to you and your farm and your situation. And then once we design that, even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. Together is always better. Countryside and Landmark are now a single cooperative. Our engaged employees are passionate about doing amazing things together for our members, for our customers, and for each other. Because together is what the cooperative spirit has always been about. And together is how we'll make the future even brighter than today. We are all Civia, and we are all together now. Learn more at ALCIVIA.com. Thanks for joining us today. We've got Stu Muck on the line with us for our forecast. Stu, what can we look forward to this week? Well, Stephanie, today we start to dry out. I guess that's the good news. A few scattered showers or an isolated thunderstorm in about that southeast third of Wisconsin this morning. And otherwise, mostly cloudy skies there. More sunshine. In fact, I'd say mostly sunny at La Crosse before the day's out. Elsewhere, a few more clouds hold on. Upper 70s, maybe an 80 here or there, about as warm as will be. And the west winds become north about 5 to 10. Overnight, still a few clouds holding on. More comfortable, very low 60s for nighttime lows with east winds at 5. Mostly sunny on Friday. A fine day. In fact, mid and upper 70s. East winds 5 to 10. Saturday, sunny skies. Low 80s. North winds at 5 to 10. Mid and upper 80s Sunday. Upper 80s Monday. Sunny and dry. You get the picture, Stephanie. It stays dry now as we head right on through the mid part of next week. Well, thank goodness, because Aaron and I, on our way to work today, saw tree branches on the road. That was crazy. 
Oh, the winds kicked up last night. The rains were heavy here and there. There's going to be some investigation for damage today. Yeah, and uh, just a reminder, our talk text line, we've got some rainfall reports coming up. Uh, from there, 3.71 inches of rain for Tommy up in Stockbridge. That's a lot of rain, Stu. It is, and it came down in a big hurry in the nighttime. <laughs> well, thanks again, Stu, for being on with us. That's Stu Muck, Ag Meteorologist. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Rural Mutual Insurance is a proud sponsor of the Wisconsin State Fair. As a thank you for your support, they're giving away State Fair tickets. Visit RuralMutual.com slash win and enter to win State Fair tickets. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. Say, have you heard of the Wisconsin Farm Bureau Federation? Yes, it's the grassroots organization of people just like you that care about keeping agriculture strong. By joining Farm Bureau, you also qualify for money-saving member benefits, like savings on select John Deere equipment and more. Get more details at WFBF.com. A voice for farmers, a vision for agriculture, Wisconsin Farm Bureau. It's not just a place to go, it's a place for grown-ups. Some say it's a $20 vacation. This is definitely not your ordinary noisy corner bar. It's where most patrons find their own comfortable spot to chill out. The Tasting Room Lounge, the perfect refuge to enjoy your favorite cigar, spirit, specialty beer, or wine. Indoor or on the patio, find your spot at the Tasting Room Lounge. West Broadway, Monona. Landscape Envy? That's what you create when you add Kalani Wash Decorative Stone to your landscape. Choose from our selection of multicolored stones for around trees, shrubs, and under decks. Plus, we offer gravel stone for walkways, driveways, and a base for patio bricks and retaining walls. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com, or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. And good-looking decorative stone. The Madison Police Department and Madison Area Crime Stoppers need your help with the strong-armed robbery investigation. On June 30th, 2021, at approximately 4.12 p.m., NPD officers were dispatched to the 100 block of North Butler Street for a strong-armed robbery. The victim was waiting at a bus stop tying her shoe when the suspect hit her and stole her backpack and glasses. The suspect fled the area on foot and is still at large. The victim was not injured from the incident. The suspect is described as a male black, approximately 45 years old, last seen wearing a black shirt and light blue jeans. If you have any information regarding this incident, please contact the Madison Police Department at 255-2345. If you wish to remain anonymous, please contact Madison Area Crime Stoppers at 266-6014 or on the web at p3tips.com. Individuals contacting Crime Stoppers can remain anonymous and receive up to $1,000 in cash rewards for tips that lead to an arrest. How is it that we can have smokers lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. 
Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age-related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. Smog, garbage, sewers, car exhaust. Today's world puts our sense of smell on overload. Luckily, there are places we can go to refocus our senses. Our national wildlife refuges. When you visit, your nose will instantly recognize the purity of nature. Bask in the aromatic scent of the black pine trees blowing in the wind. Detect the sweet fragrance of primroses, wild violets, and blue sage. Smell the fresh salt water in the air as waves crash into rocky shoals. When you smell these things, you're smelling the world the way we found it. With over 500 refuges across America, you don't have to go far to make a special connection with nature. Learn more at fws.gov refuges. That's fws.gov refuges. Uh, speaking of pictures really quick before I have a, a, a birthday shout out. Did you see over the past couple of days here, the Major League Baseball's draft has been going on. The Los Angeles Angels... Had 20 draft picks, obviously, and they used every single one of those 20 draft picks to select pitchers. They selected 20 pitchers in the 20-round Major League Baseball draft. Talk about putting all your eggs in one basket there, Rowdy. 20 pitchers in the 20 rounds. I don't want to state the obvious, but it sounds like they're looking for arms. <laughs> yeah, I, think you're, I think you're spot on right there. So uh, Miami University's right-hander Sam Bachman was the Angels' first-round pick. One of the 19 collegiate pitchers they selected, the only high school selection was a 12th round pick, Mason Albright from the IMG Academy in Florida. So um, I'm trying to like get comments on here. Uh, the let's see here, the GM of the Angels says, "quote Today was today was really targeting pitching." <laughs> yeah, we, sounds like the whole draft was. We took 20 pitchers. That was a strong focus for us today. There were so many valuable pitchers to bring into the organization, so just to go out and play the hot hand. Um, wow. He should have done this. He should have said, well, you know, in a perfect world, you draft and, and develop, develop and, and keep um, your own players. We selected the best available. <laughs> the Angels. The Angels have emphasized drafting pitching under uh, their GM Swanson in the previous drafts as well. So I guess in 2017, well, we know that the angels have had an emphasis on pitching. It probably from what we've learned goes a little further than just drafting the pitchers. It's also, they make their hitters pitch. No, it's also Shohei Otani. <laughs> drafting up uh, different ideas on how to create uh, yes. substances to help pitchers as well. Because the longtime manager or uh, like clubhouse manager for the angels, who's not fired. He was the guy who was the epicenter of all the sticky substance stuff. He was supplying Garrett Cole, 
And, uh, you know, insert all those names have been caught. <laughs> His were the text messages and everything that was being read <laughs> yep. and used in, as evidence. He, he called, he said he was the, uh, the scapegoat for all of this, that he was uh, made to be the face of punishment in Major League Baseball. So, Rowdy, in 2017, the Angels, 13 of their first 20 picks were pitchers. In 2018, 16 of their 20 picks were pitchers, although their top two selections were position players. And then in 2019, 17 of their first 20 choices were pitchers. And then 2021, 20 of their 20 were pitchers. And here the Angels are. When's the last time the Angels were in the playoffs, by the way? It's been a minute. (laughs) Well, I mean, Mike Trout has never played in the playoffs. Yeah. And I believe he's in his eighth or ninth season. 2014 was the last time. They haven't made the playoffs since 2014. Pitching has been a long issue for the Angels. The primary reason for the team hasn't uh, made the playoffs since 2014. Okay, well, this guy who still hasn't made it to the uh, playoffs, and I don't think they're going to be making it to the playoffs this year, what's the definition of insanity? It's doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. So either this guy and his philosophy of selecting all these pitchers are wrong, or maybe this guy needs to go look in the mirror and say he's the one that sucks. At evaluating talent because they can't get to the playoffs. Well, the Angels are are a, obviously they're a big market team, right? Yeah, they're the Los Angeles Angels, even though they're located in Anaheim. You you look at what they've done over the years, and they've thrown a lot of money around. When you're talking about guys like uh, Albert Pujols, Pujols, you're talking about guys like you remember when Josh Hamilton got a huge contract <laughs> out there. Hell yeah. Um, do you remember? He was a really good starting pitcher for the Texas Rangers for a couple seasons. C.J. Wilson yeah. got a huge deal to go out yeah. there. It's not like they haven't thrown a ton of money around. They've thrown a ton of money around, and all the guys that they seem to throw all these long-term deals at have absolutely sucked. Yeah, Or or not only have they sucked, but they were good for like maybe a year or two, but they signed them to like the, you know, like the pool holes, like a 10-year deal. And by year like five, he's no longer the guy that you had signed. Yeah. So um, the Angels aren't alone in what had happened. The Angels weren't the only organization going heavy on pitching. As uh, Cleveland drafted 19 pitchers out of its 21 selections, all of them college players, the Dodgers did not draft a position player until the 16th round, and they selected 17 pitchers out of 19. So a lot of teams out there in the draft going heavy on the arms. Well, the Dodgers are a team that can boast that they had, like, six starting pitchers that would be in anyone's rotation, six or seven. Like, they got guys. Money does buy you happiness. Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Welcome back on a Thursday. And now from the Alcivia Farm News Desk, here's what's happening on Thursday the 15th. The Wisconsin FFA continues to provide numerous opportunities to its members, but none of them would be possible without the continuous support through different sponsors and donors. John Romiak, the executive director of the Wisconsin FFA Foundation, shares that even through uncertainty over the past couple years, Wisconsin FFA's supporters are still willing to make an investment in the future leaders of Wisconsin's agricultural industry. We ended up at about 462000 for the year, our campaign total, and that brings our five-year campaign number to just over $2.5 million. And we're really excited about that, uh, being able to continue our, our level of support for Wisconsin FFA members and programs, 
in coordination with our, our partners over these last few years. A little bit more uncertainty and uh, and in our times here with through the pandemic, but we've been able to hold things steady for our members and programs, and uh, we're we're really able to do that thanks to our generous donors and partners. So we're very grateful to be able to to be at this spot still and have so many standing with us uh, over the last year. Now let's talk a little bit to that uncertainty. Obviously, things have been uncertain over the past year and a half with the pandemic and, you know, financially for people in and out of agriculture. What does that mean to the normal donors and sponsors that help support the Wisconsin FFA? What did things look like when you were trying to fundraise this year and how did it really affect that amount that you ended up making in the end? Yeah, it it really varied, you know, case by case. Uh, obviously, in we've we've had a lot of great recovery in the last more more recent several months with the economy and things coming back uh, 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 pretty strong for for a lot of our partners. And and really, when it when everything started about uh, you know a year or three and a, a year and three months ago, or, or when when everything started to shut down, things pretty much came to a uh, a screeching halt there for a while. But then gradually, as we were able to find, you know, new ways of doing things, business shifted um, in different ways too. People got a little bit more comfortable with the interim phase there of the pandemic. And I think coming back to things and getting back to close to normal as we can here, uh, things have really been coming together again. So our, our industry partners uh, which we have many of, and, and they make up the majority of our annual support. They've been so great to work with over the last year. We're really grateful for their continued contribution and investment in our members. And then, of course, on the individual side, our, our individual partners really like to give back. And whether they're FFA alumni, you know, parents, um, people who have been involved with the organization for many years, they've, they've really been uh, great to us and, like I said, have stood by us despite maybe some some challenges of their own. And uh, as, as we look forward to the future, we're, we're grateful to have them with us. So talking about that, many of those partners, you know, stood by even through challenging times and, and uncertainty. Tell me why, you know, from a sponsor or donor standpoint that's been with you for a long time, or maybe one that hasn't done anything but is interested in, what is the importance of raising this money for the Wisconsin FFA, for the students, for things at the chapter state you know, level? What impact does this really make from these different partners? I think that people, when they look at FFA and they look at the foundation as an investment, they, they see our, our members who are really the future customers, the future workers, um, that they have in, in the egg industry. And so an investment in, in that is really affirming what, what they believe with their own missions and values of, you know, the future of agriculture and, and serving service to others and service to our entire population here in the state and across the country. So um, FFA, you know, we, we have a, a, a great mission of, of building our, our future leaders, not just in the egg industry, although that's definitely our focus, but whether our members go on to serve in the egg industry and, and one of the, 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 the millions of jobs that support egg in, in, in the country here, or they do something else, we know that we've had a positive impact in that next generation. And our, our partners, our, our, our donors, they see that and they want to be a part of it too. So 
like I said, very grateful to be able to continue that tradition with them. And I think we've got, we keep telling our message and we keep getting more and more people involved in it, which is also great. Tell me then, for people who may not already be partners with the Wisconsin FFA Foundation, you know, what kind of things do you have maybe going on, coming up, or ways that these people can get involved in supporting FFA members across the state? Yeah, absolutely. Well, we just wrapped up a couple of golf outings uh, in support of the foundation. We've got a another one, a third one down here in the southern part of the state in uh, Middleton at Pleasant View Golf Course on Monday, July 26th. And uh, registration is still open if folks are golfers, they want to get involved. Um, they can also just come by and join us afterwards for our lunch program. Um, but that that's one way coming up through events. And then, of course, throughout the year, we've got a, we partner with FFA and support FFA in a, in a lot of different ways with what, what they do. We work closely with FFA alumni. So there's a lot of opportunities for event-based engagement. But also, you know, I'm frequently out and about meeting with people, uh, sharing our, our, our updates, uh, messages, working with our state officer team as ambassadors of, of FFA and, of course, agricultural education. So we'd be happy to connect with people across the state at any point that works for them, as well as, you know, continue to, to tell, talk about our events and, and things coming up uh, through our website. Uh, WisconsinAgEd.org, um, where all that information about the golf outing and other ways to contact us are available, too. John Romiak, Executive Director of the Wisconsin FFA Foundation, with a report on how things are going for fundraising to support the Wisconsin FFA and its members. We'll be right back with a market update after this. Compure Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do. And our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. And MLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. Don't miss complete coverage of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 20th through the 22nd in Eau Claire. Coming to the show? Come see us on the 20th by the Rural Event Center with Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. And catch us by Innovation Square in booth 632 with Rank Seed. Let us take care of your seed. Family owned and operated in Sun Prairie for over 85 years. Grow with Rank at 1-800-BUY-RANK. See you at Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire. With so many fairs having been canceled last year due to the pandemic, it makes you wonder if you'll get the same turnouts at the livestock auction this year. I'm Stephanie Hoff with your market update, and at least one Wisconsin County sale this year surpassed 2019 numbers with both the grand total and the number of bidders. Justin Tome is the chair of the Jefferson County Meat Animal Project Committee. He oversees the meat sale and education components for meat and animal exhibitors. He says those high bids put smiles on faces. This year, actually, I think made up for it really good. We had a very good turnout, really high sale prices this year. We did have some very good uh, last year swine members that brought really good money, and some of the champions were way up there compared to normal years, and uh, even the steers uh, got up there way higher than most of them in the past year. So I think everything turned out pretty good, and all the kids were happy. 
Tom says the sale saw 50 new buyers from 2019. The grand total was $30,000 more than 2019 at nearly $407,000. The sale average was more than $840 per pound, which is $3 more than in 2019. You can see more on the Jefferson County Fair at MidwestFarmReport.com. Aaron Zimmerman is with me today. Aaron, you've got a market update for us. Thanks, Stephanie. And yes, the markets are looking a little mixed this morning. December corn down three and a quarter at five fifty-five and a half. November soybeans down one and a quarter at thirteen eighty-two. September wheat sitting flat at six fifty-four and a quarter. Looking at milk contracts, August contract down six cents at seventeen sixty-seven, and the September contract at eighteen oh one down five cents. Yesterday, barrel cheese closed at a dollar fifty-nine and a half, down five and a quarter. Forty-pound blocks at a dollar seven. 73 and three quarters down one and a half and double a butter at 171 unchanged from the day before this is the midwest farm report with pam youngke at eastman chemical sun prairie they transform materials that improve your everyday life their global technologies create innovative products and solutions with specialized molecules that make housewares more practical, medical devices more durable, cars and buildings safer, and so much more. In short, their products matter because their employees do. Eastman Chemical is always attracting, developing, and retaining a diverse workforce. Look for your career opportunity at EastmanChemical.com. Apply online at EastmanChemical.com. When's the last time you reviewed your motorcycle insurance policy? you should call Prairie Land Insurance. When other companies offer you only one solution, Madison's Prairie Land Insurance Agency offers you a wide array of personalized, affordable options. Is your current policy really the best? Talk to Prairie Land Insurance Agency, your local, independent, home and auto insurance agency. For your free insurance review, call 251-3009. Prairie Land Insurance Agency. Our Our best best is the the very very least least we can do. do. What's the one thing that can ruin any fishing trip? Not having a boat. Lucky for you, Mad City Power Sports has a great selection of 2021 boats in stock. You'll find incredible deals on America's number one selling fishing boat, Tracker. Like Bass Trackers, starting at 14120. Don't get left out on the shore this year. Get out to Mad City Power Sports off the interstate into forest today. MadCityPowerSports.com. Don't miss complete coverage of Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, July 20th through the 22nd in Eau Claire. Coming to the show? Come see us on the 20th by the Rural Event Center with Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. And catch us by Innovation Square in booth 632 with Rank Seed. Let us take care of your seed. Family owned and operated in Sun Prairie for over 85 years. Grow with Rank at 1-800-BUY-RANK. See you at Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire. You can hear her clearly, even in a barn full of cows. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Aaron Zimmerman back here, and the Wisconsin FFA convention just finished up last week, and Ben Steyer of the Menominee FFA was elected as the new president to serve the organization. He shared why he decided to continue his service and what he's looking forward to for the rest of the year. 
Throughout this last year, it was pretty clear how incredible Wisconsin FFA members were and how I was able to give more to them. I felt I had more in me yet to go another year, and we weren't finished yet. So I'm looking forward to continuing to meet more members, try to get them involved more in FFA, and have them see all the opportunities within the organization. So at the end of the day, it is all about the members, the advisors, and the supporters, and I'm looking forward to working with them some more. Cool. So tell me a little bit about, obviously, it was kind of a unique year. You guys had some interesting things going on. Tell me a little bit about how that went, you know, from your perspective as far as virtual to now finally in-person events and finally we get to have an in-person convention. Tell me a little bit about your year and, you know, how it made you feel and and what I, I guess you did to serve the members best. The year was absolutely incredible. Like you said, it was unique about the first two-thirds of our year were pretty virtual with us doing virtual fall leadership workshops and a virtual fire conference with younger members. There were a lot of new things that we did. We also produced a lot more videos and social media work and graphics this year than we would have traditionally done. But through that then, in this last third or quarter of the year, we really had a lot more in-person things. We had an in-person spring leadership conference, obviously now our in-person convention. And I think that having our virtual components and now being in-person just makes us that much more grateful. Our first session this first week, our session one when we started, um, I think a lot of us just had tears in our eyes. It just felt so good to see members and the lights and all the action of convention again. It's a pretty special place to be, and it really makes you appreciate what we have in Wisconsin FFA. Sure. So I'm I'm sure you've learned a lot throughout the year, obviously, with all the virtual and those kind of things, things that Wisconsin FFA has never done before. So you'd have to find ways to do things and find ways to get members engaged. How do you plan on next year now as president? Obviously, things are getting back to normal and hopefully they stay this way and you'll hopefully be back on your normal schedule but how do you think that learning these things and growing this way really is going to help you next year serve members more and and I guess more uniquely as we ever have before yeah you're exactly right we learned a lot of things this last year doing things virtually having like I said some of those virtual conferences having a larger social media presence where we engage with more members. Those are things we would like to continue. Even last year for the 2020 state convention, with all the social media work and how many people we were able to reach with that, we continued that this year. And I would like to continue that into the future as well, utilizing social media so that we can continue to reach people, but also providing some virtual opportunities because sometimes it can be more convenient or we can reach a larger audience. Obviously, we appreciate in-person events and the success that that brings and we can come together, but there are definitely some opportunities within the virtual world as well. So obviously, you guys really enjoy making connections with members, interacting with them all year. Tell me a little bit about now that you've kind of got your mindset, that you're elected as president for this next year, and you have a whole new team to get ready and trained and and serve throughout the next year with, tell me a little bit about what are your goals for this next year as far as serving Wisconsin FFA? One of my goals is to have our team be really solid with each other. I think that as president, that's one of my roles, is to get us off on the right foot and make sure that as a team we're functioning well so we can best serve our members. So as we go through training this summer and set up for our sexual leadership workshops in the fall and really get going, that's one of the main things I think we should strive for. I also really want to engage with as many members as possible this year. Like has been mentioned throughout this interview, this year was really unique and virtual in some aspects. And because of that, we were able to reach a lot of members, but sometimes the connections weren't maybe as strong as they could have been on compared to a one-on-one conversation in person. So looking forward to this year, getting back to those in-person events, building connections once again, and kind of reestablishing this family that we have with an FFA even stronger than it was this year. 
so tell me then let's let's look back a little bit maybe maybe give some perspective some pro- to some people who maybe are not involved in the FFA organization tell me a little bit the, about how you got involved in the agriculture industry why you wanted to get involved in FFA when you started and now kind of how you've gotten here to the pinnacle of probably you know your achievements that you wanted to achieve becoming the Wisconsin FFA president so I originally got involved within the agricultural community through growing up on my family's farm. I'm fifth generation on my family's dairy farm, and from that was in the parlor before I went to school as a young kindergartner, and throughout my life I've just been really involved with our dairy operation. And then growing up I also showed pigs and exhibited dairy and pigs at State Fair and was really involved with FFA and 4-H. And then through that, like I said, got involved with FFA. And a lot of that involvement came from my older sister, Krista. She ran for state office when I was in middle school. And even though she did not get elected, everything happens for a reason. And then she found success with other areas like dairy judging. But it was really eye-opening to see all that FFA could do for individuals. So moving forward, I would like to continue that. Looking forward to being more involved this year and to continue the tradition. So I am from the Menominee FFA chapter, graduated from Menominee High School in 2020, and I grew up on my family's dairy farm. From there, got involved in FFA as I was in 4-H and was learning more about the agricultural community, a little bit more about me. I just finished my freshman year at the University of Minnesota, Twin Cities, but couldn't be more excited for the year ahead, really looking forward to working with the new team and being able to engage with members once again this year. Nice. And now, look. That was Ben Steyer of the Menominee FFA, new Wisconsin FFA president. He had a great Wisconsin FFA convention and is really looking forward to connecting with members, getting back out to being kind of more normal and back in person uh, than last year and getting to work with all the different members around the state. Another interesting tidbit is Ben is actually the only male on this year's 2021-2022 Wisconsin FFA officer team. All the rest of the members of the team are females. Uh, don't forget to keep submitting your rainfall reports to us through the text talk text line from that storm that blew through last night. Our talk text line, again, is 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. We uh, have to keep a, keep an eye on the weather. It doesn't look like any more precipitation for the rest of the week. Uh, but uh, get those rainfall reports in from last night. We have a good, good amount of rainfall reports in so far. And... Uh, uh, 1.4 inches in Cambria, uh, four tenths in Reeseville, and 1.1 up in Fond du Lac. So, getting rain reports from all over the state, uh, did, and just keep submitting those. And anything else that you'd like to share with us? Again, that uh, talk text line eight seven seven three zero one farm eight seven seven three zero one three two seven six. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Enjoy a business upgrade during Dell Technology.